everybody. It's Clarity coming at you today with our first podcast. My name is Labiva. And my name is Michelle. So in this podcast, we're basically going to talk about our goal and what this podcast is all about. If you haven't already, follow our Instagram at ClarityBSGE. Over there, we have already a few posts introducing ourselves. Now to it, what is this podcast about? So this podcast is essentially about mental health. And the goal is to vocalize conversations about mental health. We want to provide a voice to emotions and destigmatize discussions about mental health because these things are real. What we feel is real. Our goal is to remain unfiltered with people about mental health issues. You know, something I simply couldn't set my mind to when it comes to mental health it's is why it's so controversial. I mean, of course I know, like, before, not everybody had the same education we do, so our society became more accommodating to it. But it's simply unfortunate how some people are so against it. It's literally science. It's insane that it's still considered a controversial topic in so many different countries, and maybe sometimes in different parts in America as well. Statistically, 20.6% of U.S. adults experienced mental illnesses in 2019. That makes about 51.5 million people. That represents one in every five adults. And 5.2% of U.S. adults experienced serious mental illnesses in 2019. That makes up 13.1 million people, representing one out of 20 adults in America. And it's not even like you can't see it on somebody. You can notice it pretty well on somebody. As people, we're literally trained to learn body language. Of course, in certain cases, it's easier to hide symptoms compared to someone, let's say, throwing up blood from chemotherapy. But we see physical symptoms in people with mental illnesses too. I wish people would stop dismissing emotion when proving or discussing something because we're human, we feel them. There's literal proof. I've asked this question before, and what I've always been told is that people don't really see proof when it comes to mental health. It's less physical and something that would be considered not obviously a physical illness. But in reality, it's serious and it's real. You see it on somebody. You can notice these symptoms. Exactly. The effects of emotions can vary, and they can have a large toll on many different people. It's not fair for people to just simply disregard a mental illness or a mental health issue. Going back to physical symptoms, in some TV shows, specifically the one I'm talking about, it's called Grand Army. And in the main character experiences um, is suffering from PTSD. And the main character has hair loss and itchy skin and irritation and twitches. And these are all physical symptoms that she suffers from having PTSD. And this is, of course, a very extreme example, obviously. But in order to have these physical symptoms or questions, you don't have to need to be down bad with these symptoms, for example. People with anxiety have trouble sleeping, which they have eye bags. Not necessarily because you can't see something or you can't see a physical symptom. That would mean that somebody is not suffering from something very serious from a mental health issue or for a mental illness. Um, I'd like to present a trigger warning right now. I'm about to discuss some sensitive topics. You can skip around 30 seconds or so. But why do we wait until things go wrong and people harm themselves for others to care about mental health? Care now is just as serious as other illnesses we've grown so familiar with. Mental illnesses can be deadly. Parents take their time to have precautions for their children. For example, when it's cold, you give your child a jacket to prevent the common cold. I feel like it's a parent's responsibility. It's an adult's responsibility to see that if their child is having trouble with their mental health, you give them therapy. If you happen to believe that it's not that extreme or that serious that it needs therapy, you comfort them. You give them the attention they need and the respect that they need. You need to prevent these things from happening and escalating and 
then we talk about them as if like we didn't know this from prior. People paint these images of people that are suffering from mental health issues or from mental illnesses as if they're weak or crazy or mental in some kind of way, which isn't the case. People forget that mental health issues or examples like anxiety or depression aren't exactly something that is very controllable. So I've had like one of my friends tell me when I first started experiencing issues with mental health, and this was something that their therapist told them. Depression and mental illness in general is a very irrational thing, and you really like to take rational approaches to things that won't always fit in every situation. And these situations are unfortunately bound to happen. I can't take a 10-step course on how to solve it. It's not rational. It's something so obscure. It's not self-inflicted, nor am I choosing to have these issues subconsciously or anything. Um, I also have a friend who suffers from anxiety, and there are times where she really tries prevent from pre- preventing herself from showing that she's suffering from these anxiety attacks. Like, obviously, you could tell sometimes as she is, but she really tries to suppress that feeling in herself. And she would practice these breathing exercises that she told me about and at home, and she would prepare for almost anything that came in her way. And she would still get these anxiety attacks. She really did try to control her her emotions and suppress them and try to create like an image that she was okay, but clearly she wasn't. And that made things worse. Anxiety attacks were actually the way I realized I had anxiety and I needed help. I was so against me realizing and adjusting to the fact that I had something so uncontrollable, something that was so serious enough to get help. I didn't want that. I didn't want help at first because I was scared. People assumed that, oh, that I get good grades and behave nicely. And I was like the perfect role model for a child. And if they found out that I had a mental illness, they see me as different. I was against this change. I wanted to be what everyone wanted me to be. What people didn't see was that I had a lack of motivation, that my memory was literally so fragile. Almost everything around me was pressuring when it came to it. Which is why mental health is so important for me and for you and for everyone. It should be a very serious topic. And mental health is important to me because from a young age, I've seen people in my life, relatives, friends that have suffered from a mental health issue or a mental illness, but because of our culture being from a Pakistani household, our conservative culture doesn't really accept mental health as an issue. Mental health is just disregarded as more of a, oh, like it's not something that's really given emphasis in a household. It's something that's kind of brushed over upon and it's just like, okay, it'll be fixed. There's no problem with it. But there's many women that I've seen in my own experience living in Pakistan and living here who are living in conservative cultures that are just labeled as crazy or unstable because in a conservative culture, they don't understand the concepts behind mental health issues or disorders or understand the impact it can have on an individual. And through this podcast, I hope to wash away that stigma around conservative cultures and become a voice for women or for any person who has been shut down because of a stereotypical societal norm or because somebody wasn't accepting of an idea because they weren't educated enough to know about it. One thing that I'd like to touch upon is the use of the word suffer. It's important not to use that for every person who has mental health issues. Of course, there are people who are at a great disadvantage from what their mental health has caused them, but it becomes destructive, causing people to eventually consume themselves and lose a part of themselves. It does. It's so easy to get lost. But I like to see it as something as something they're battling. Suffering makes it seem like these people who have mental health issues are in a losing game. Like, why am I suffering? Why can't I be overcoming? 
why can't I be battling? I feel like suffering paints a black and white narrative. That word makes people seem helpless and it's a dead end, but that's not the case. When we say someone has cancer, it's preferred that we say that these people are battling cancer. The same should be done with mental health as well. Yeah, I mean, very true. It's very important to be cautious with our words and have to be really careful. And everybody has to be careful when using words like suffering or anything in relation to mental health because it dismisses the strength that an individual is going through. There's definitely ways to improve your health and it's not just a dead end. You can get better. You don't have to fall into a spiral. Yeah, that word can be seen either way. Since it does highlight that there are bad times, it is hard. People who are suffering from mental health are fighting what is seen as an invisible monster. I feel like there can be better words to use to highlight both aspects though. Like you said, there's much better words to describe a person who is battling a mental health issue such as surviving, overcoming, enduring. Personally, I like to say that I've overcome a lot of mental health obstacles. I work very hard with myself to improve my mental health and do these simple tasks. I literally had to learn to be so much more patient with myself because as my mental health became more of a challenge, it became more uncontrollable and I became unfamiliar and uncomfortable with my past habits. Exactly. Like I've seen Labiba in school at sometimes and we'll I remember there was a time where I didn't know that she was suffering from any kind of like, you know, anxiety attack or any kind of, you know, she was struggling Depression. with mental health. Yeah. She was she was really like I could tell that there was something off, but she never would really want to talk about it. She kind of just like would avoid the topic or didn't really necessarily like speak to me directly. So we me and our other friends, we would know that Laviva was a little off, but we never really knew why. And then eventually when Laviva started explaining to us her process and what was happening, we like, you know, I started understanding like, you know, what really was going on. And it was really good for me to hear that she was I was really happy to know that she wanted to come to me to discuss her issues or to see, you know, to talk to me about something personal because I really appreciated that and I really wanted her to help her in this process and we want to help other people through this podcast with that process we don't want you don't have to be suffering from mental illness or enduring with an issue to care about mental health everybody undergoes issues with mental health at some point in their life and it's important to address these issues before they become a larger problem it's completely our right to feel overwhelmed or stressed over things like school or work but specifically people in our age and our in our era in our modern era of high school and you're bound to feel stressed especially in our school honestly never apologize for your emotions because they're completely natural and valid nobody's emotions are not valid at any point yeah going back to why this podcast is important to me i have anxiety and depression even saying that out loud in such a public space is really hard for me saying that out loud in the conservative household i'm in right now is very risky doing this podcast right now right here where I am is very risky I didn't really want to tell anybody about my mental health journey and kept it extremely private except to to those who I was extremely close with as Michelle said even my own brother didn't know until almost a whole year later after I was diagnosed I didn't tell my father before I told my doctor and that's precisely because of the stigma that's created around it and honestly I'm tired of not talking about it it's real Before, I felt like I was alone since I had to avoid having this conversation with people simply because I didn't want them to see me as something different. I live in a very conservative family, so mental health isn't really the easiest topic. Aside from that, I didn't tell my friends until way later as well. Luckily, they were extremely supportive, but the reason I don't tell people is because 
I would be seen as different. The stigma that's around mental health makes them seem as if they're an outcast. They don't belong. They don't behave normally. But that's not the truth. I'm not crazy. And I didn't want to be seen like that. Exactly. That like feeling that a person has that you had of like, you know, you have to create this perfect image or live up to a certain standard to be presentable to other people. Like in social media, when you see people on TikTok or on Instagram, like posting like, you know, about about their life or pictures or anything like that, you see them and you like, you know, you feel like, why can't I be like that? Why can't I be happy? Or why can't I have what they have? And you try to create this persona and pressure yourself to become like a perfect ideal social media person. And you kind of forget or in that midst of that process, you kind of become you suppress those feelings the inside and the more you suppress them and the more you pressure yourself to not let those feelings come out, it makes this process even harder and makes it even worse on yourself. And the impact on yourself is indescribable. I can't even imagine what you could have would have been through when we didn't know what was going on. And I wish we were there for you to help when when we could have. And I'm happy that you told us eventually and we were able to help you in any kind of way that we did. But I want people and we want people to know that that feeling doesn't have to exist anymore. You should talk openly about mental health. And that's exactly the point of this podcast, to break those kind of stereotypes. It needs to be normal. This kind of conversation about mental health needs to be normalized because mental health issues are a natural thing. There's something that everybody or some people experience, and it should be cared for. Speaking of care, there's always been this stigma about about therapy as well. There's nothing wrong with getting help from a professional or having help from someone who is well-versed in knowing the process of mental health and how to help you in that process. Right now, thankfully, it's getting more normalized with social media and with all those kind of things because of the education that we now have. But you don't need to have an extreme mental illness to go see a therapist. It's a great idea to see a professional if you are feeling that you are unable to talk to people that are close to you. Or let's not even say a therapist. Like you could talk to someone, you're like a, a friend, a supervisor, some older person you're comfortable with that can talk. You could talk a counselor. to exactly a counselor. You know, like how people take a migraine pill when they have a headache. You don't need to go to a doctor's approval every time you pop an Advil. Similarly, if you're having a bad day, you shouldn't steer away from self care when having a bad day. It's very common and sometimes necessary. It makes things easier, like that Advil did. Have you seen that, like, snowflake trend on TikTok? Yeah, I have. Um, People basically use it to describe um, others who are sensitive, and it's low-key really used just to go against anyone who has any form of logical thought. Like, I've literally seen it support racism at some point. It's like that's what I'm saying. Like I've seen videos depicting people as like, oh, they're so weak and they're so troubled or they're so sensitive for caring about their mental health or feeling triggered by some ideas that are surrounding mental health. They're like, oh, like we literally grew up the, up on the office and they're like making jokes about being depressed or using like dark jokes to like you know stigmatize or talk about depression in a bad way or mental health issue in a bad way right exactly like how does it make sense like do they expect society not to develop or not to improve times are changing this is 2021 people we are improving we are getting better of course the standards are going to change with it you can say the same thing about so many other things like for example there was a time when women were seen as 
were objectified by men in a white male dominated society or male dominated societies and now women obviously have much more rights because of the movements and the power and the empowerment of so many women others that time can argue that this is the way things have always been like at that time in the 1800s or back in the day when women were treated that way it was seen okay because that's what the society had built that was the conservative value but times have now changed. There's this really good um, quote that I remember or somebody was talking to once about having this kind of conversation where he said that if one day everybody started using wheelchairs, then a dis dis disabled person would not be considered disabled. And this is the same implication. If we were all to start caring about mental health and talking about it more openly as if it was a true and genuine issue, which it is, then people suffering or enduring mental health would never be considered weak or, you know, not troubled and troubled in some sense. What people don't realize is that we're the ones who structure society and therefore we're the ones who can help change it. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. We want to help stimulate this change with other people in our own community. We want to stray away from the stigma that's put on conversations about this. With all things said, we just want to make this podcast a safe place for people to speak about issues that should be more openly talked about in society. Now, for our podcast there's actually a couple of links in our instagram bio that someone or some people can be interested in so the first one is a link to our podcast which you can find your way to the next one is actually our blog we'll be posting supplementary material and also posting the podcast so people can access from there we have one post about book recommendations for self-improvement that's actually some really good reads on there and the third link we have is a spotify playlist it can be very helpful for people who are coping with mental health issues because we've already we've already started the playlist off for you guys by adding our favorite songs so you guys can go ahead and add yours if you want the last link that we have in our bio is the link to our reasons to continue this document is collaborative and it allows people to add on to it we posted this a while ago on our instagram and have fortunately received a great response from people and we couldn't be happier to help what i've mainly seen from lists such as those is that they aren't personal and they always relate to what about somebody else like what about you there are things that are part of every day that we enjoy, but we just dismiss. But no, there are so many things that we love and appreciate in our day, but we just don't focus on it because they're so small or simply because we focus on the bad things that happen in the day. There's so many things that we can grow for. So many reasons to continue. Um, I'm about to get into another sensitive topic. So trigger warning, you could skip around 15 to 30 seconds if you'd like. But when titling this document, we were asked, why not just write reasons to not harm ourselves. There are times where you can be more destructive towards yourself or other people. The obstacles that someone faces when dealing with mental health exists on a spectrum. To say continue, we promote growth, endurance, and we wish to see this improvement. So our logo, as you may have noticed on our Instagram or our podcast cover, is a blue butterfly. In the early stages of a butterfly's development, the cocoon-like condition of a butterfly resembles the depressed or the withdrawal withdrawn feelings commonly shared by people whose lives are affected by mental health issues. It symbolizes transformation, involvement, and growth, similar to how we want our podcast to be. We will see you next episode on the controversy behind self-diagnosis. Until next time, Labiba and Michelle.